welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Oh, I love right. these things. All right, perfect. I want to be Arnold. Yes! want to wear my shirt tails down to there. I want to be Gerald. Watch me now! Talking cool, rocking hair. I want to be Helga. Out of my way! One big eyebrow looking good. I want to hang with Arnold's gang and save the neighborhood. So today we are watching Hey Arnold, Mr. Hun Goes Country, and I have a guest, Evan. Hey everybody, this is Evan. Uh, I don't really have anything to plug, nor do I have my own podcast. I just guest host on other people's, so hopefully you tolerate me. Because you are the resident Hey Arnold expert. All right, I'll take it. I've been taught (laughs) a lot of things, but all right, that's a good one. For sure. I mean... Well, actually, is Hey Arnold one of your favorites of 90s Nickelodeon? I would put Hey Arnold as number two on my uh, on my favorite of the Nicktoons. Ren and Stimpy was definitely number one. Uh, and then after that, it was Hey Arnold. I think it's just because Hey Arnold was, I, I want to say, slightly more intelligent and more mature than a lot of the other Nicktoons. Whereas, you know, like... Uh, Ren and Stimpy and Rocco were just a lot of like fart and poop jokes and burps. But then when it came to, hey, Arnold, they were like actual legit stories, not just, you know, uh, weird gross out tales. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I loved hey Arnold, but like you said, you love Ren and Stimpy. I just never got into Ren and Stimpy. Okay. I mean, it, yeah. If you're not a big fan of hairballs and poops, then... I could see why you want to be too into Ren and Stimpy, but yeah, but there was always something about like, I mean, Doug. Of course, I love Doug, but he can be emotionally exhausting. Whereas, like, <laughs> yes, you know, like I feel like when I watch Doug, I don't feel like my cup is being filled. I feel like it, I'm like filling Doug's cup, but like when I leave Hey Arnold, I feel like my cup has been filled. <laughs> All right. All right. That's a good way to put it. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the first Hey Arnold episodes were on Sesame Street. They were actually claymation episodes. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Um, you can find a couple of them on YouTube. Uh, they're actually not that good, like not at all like the Hey Arnold it becomes. It's j- just very, um, it almost seems like a bad Pixar short where it's like very, very superficial and silly. <laughs> it, um, it, it looks like Pee-wee's Playhouse though, for sure. Well, definitely Craig Bartlett, the creator of uh, Hey Arnold, was also the guy that did the Penny cartoons on Pee-wee's Playhouse. And so then he started doing the Hey Arnold for Sesame Street. So it should look very, very similar. Yeah, I actually, I saw that trivia about Sesame Street and I had, I saw like maybe a five second clip of Arnold on Pee Wee and my mind was blown. I was, and I'm, that's funny that you say you didn't like the claymation or whatever, the animation style. I loved it, like loved it. I thought okay. it was really cool, but it, it's bizarre to think of Arnold as a character in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, yeah, it very much is. Luckily, they turned to that uh, cell animation that we all know and love. 
yeah from hey arnold epic episode i'm really glad that you picked this one because i feel like it's gonna it's a listener favorite or like you know it's a it's a fan favorite for so many people um yes yes we can do a we can do a very deep dive into this episode um do you want me to set it up or do you got it yeah go for it okay so this is episode uh season three episode two um this actually has philip van dyke as the arnold in this episode uh he was actually the second of four people that played arnold um and he went on to do a couple of he had his own show on nickelodeon that i'd never seen it's called a uh, noah noah knows best i think is what it was called oh. and then he actually has a guest spot in one of the Batman the Animated Series episodes oh. that's really, really funny. It's wow. only like two seconds long. It's this very, very tiny clip. Um, and he plays a character called Joel. So we'll, you'll have to look that up. And I'm if you get the that. joke, it's yeah. hilarious. Oh my God. I'm Batman the Animated Series is the, the best Batman. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, definitely by far. That's so cool. I had no idea. That's really neat. Yes. And so Craig Bartlett set up the town. It was supposed to be a based uh, combination of Seattle and Portland, um, where he grew up and where he went to college. And it's just supposed to be like random stories from his life. And uh, this is a this is a really good one. So let's uh, let's go for it. I'm excited to jump in. Yeah. And Mr. Wynn doesn't star in a lot of episodes, but the ones that he does star in are always, they're my favorite episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, he's a very, he's definitely in two of the, uh, two of the deepest episodes that the series created that and the, the Christmas episode is one of the toughest things you'll ever watch. So. loved that song i always thought it was a very strange uh, pick to have electric I, jazz setting up a setting yeah. up the uh, beginning of a children's cartoon instead of something more sporadic and uh you know more like the doug song or something like that yeah and i always think that 90s nickelodeon has some of the best intro songs hey arnold is one of my all-time favorites but we're about yes. to get, well, like we hear Mr. Wynn singing in the shower, but it's so clearly not Mr. Wynn's voice. It's actually Randy Travis. <laughs> he sounds really good. <laughs> but as a kid, I definitely thought that this was Mr. Wynn. Like whole thing went over my head when I was a kid. I I was just like, oh yeah, another Hey Arnold episode. Okay. Like, did and you recognize how old were you? that as Randy I, I, Travis? I knew it. I definitely knew it wasn't him. I don't think I could tell you another Randy Travis song, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely knew that wasn't uh, that Muzzy, Mr. Wynn. How old so. are you? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's, we'll, we'll circle back around to that, because I think that's okay. a very important part of 
this episode for when perfect. we do our really deep dive. Okay, perfect. Poor misfortune and none of my own. Get a long little doggy. Know that Wyoming will be your new home. Hello. Yes. Mr. Wynn, was that you singing? Yes. I love to sing. But 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 that was incredible. <laughs> he said it was him. Yeah, there you oh, go. I believe him. And <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Mr. Wynn is a Vietnamese man with a very, very thick accent um, that I think even Arnold says somewhere in this episode, if you, when he's talking, you usually can't understand what he's saying, but now all of a sudden he's singing and he sounds perfectly clear. It actually a lot like uh, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne is nowadays, yeah. where he still sounds like perfectly clear when he's singing, but then he'll talk and you're like, what in God's name are you talking about right now? Right. Are those even words? Sharon! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, man, this is such a good character, but this whole show has really good characters. I love that they're fe we're featuring this character. Yeah, yeah. There was a very eclectic group of people in the show that another thing that you didn't see a lot in, uh, in kids' cartoons in those days. Well, yeah. Uh, you remember there was Oscar and Susie, they lived in the house and they were like the Russian European people. And then there was Ernie, the, the short little construction worker with a very, very thick New York accent. So it was a nice little blend of people that lived in the boarding house. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, I don't think that anybody would be listening to this that hasn't seen Hey Arnold, but if they are, just so you know, like they don't grow up in just like a stereotypical house. Arnold's parents are gone. I'll just leave it at that. And <laughs> I <laughs> grew up in a boarding house in a city. And so, you know, all of the people that live with him are his, you know, they're boarders. And so it's a really cool dynamic, really cool for a kid's show. It's just like unimaginable almost as a kid to me, but I'm sure it was like super relevant to other people. Um, so the, basically Gerald and Arnold tell Mr. Wynn that he needs to make a CD, that his singing um, is amazing. They can't believe how good he is. Also, we get that really good um, get along little doggy. Did you catch that? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I like that little connection between this and the Hey Dude theme song. Yeah, Mr. Wynn, he becomes a star. But bef before all that, so they try to get him a label. Um, but, you know, he just wants to sing for his friends and his family. He just wants to be happy. He should be on the radio. Arnold, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. If Mr. Wynn makes a country western record and it's a hit, he could quit his job at the restaurant and move out of the boarding house. No! If Mr. Wynn makes a country record, we could be his manager. I mean, it was our idea in the first place. Mr. Wynn, country and western star. First, we record a CD. And then, we get every radio station in the country to play it. He'll sell out concerts all over the city until finally we book the big one. Great! Oh, I Naturally, as his managers, we'll get the customary 10%. Sounds good to me. 
<laughs> yes, and that's, I, I love this is the part where everything sort of changes. Um, because obviously Arnold was looking out for him. Gerald just immediately went for, let's see how much money we can make out of him type yeah. deal. And I don't know, this, this sort of thing comes around every like 10 years or so. Um, and I remember it was right around this time. And then it, it was like a big thing with the whole dance moms. And now it's like come back around with like the whole free Britney movement where there's a lot of people who are, you know, like forcing their kids into the entertainment business so that they can make money. And even though they don't exactly want to get into it, they're like forcing them to do it. Um, but I think it's kind of funny that at this time, hey, Arnold told the story, but from the opposite point of view, where it's the kids that are forcing the grown up into the music business to, so that they can make their money, um, which, which that's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't know how old you were when this episode came out, if you were even aware that like a lot of this episode was a parody of, or a, a satire of what was going on at the time. That's wild to think of. No, I wasn't like, that's pretty insane. And that's really cool of them to like, kind of flip the script. It's funny that you bring that up. Cause I was literally just watching uh, videos on YouTube before we recorded this about this, uh, what's her name? This girl who was made to be a doll for years and her mom was forcing her to do it for YouTube and she was like I'm really rich but it ended up coming to an end eventually there's just like all these yeah kids like that are exploited and forced mm -hmm. into entertainment careers yeah it's really interesting but I love that Gerald they don't make Gerald the bad guy either like he's not doing it to be greedy he's I mean even though he is greedy he's like excited he has you know a childlike excitement he just is there for it you know yeah, he's definitely not as antagonistic as other uh, characters were on the show in other episodes, but he's definitely 100% the antagonist in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it's just a nice way to sugarcoat it is by making Gerald that character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they, they record his album, um, or they record his CD, and everybody seems to like it. Uh, so they bring it to the uh, radio station um, and they trick the radio DJ into playing it. We got to pause there because you know who the DJ is, right? I do. I do. That's actually Craig Bartlett himself. I love that character. That's such a funny character. Yes. Yes, he is funny, and I love how he switches from, because what was he, they were a jazz station, I think is what he said, and then they just switched over to a country station, so when he's talking in his normal voice, <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's all, yeah, he's got that jazz beatnik, and then all of a sudden when he goes to country, then all of a sudden he's got that thick country accent, yeah. Genius, and he's my favorite Hey Arnold character, and then I didn't even know that he was the like voiced by the creator of the show. Yes. Yes. Uh, they make the CD. The The song gets really popular. And so they wind up uh, going out and doing more shows. Uh, Mr. Wynn winds up doing autograph signings. And so he's missing shifts at work. Uh, they, the boys are scheduling him for tours and taking him to buy all these fancy outfits that he's just completely out of place doing. Uh, but he's just sort of going along with it because he doesn't know any better. <laughs> uh, and then after after a concert one night, 
that Travis Randall, also Randy Travis. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he comes up and says that he wants to take him on a big tour, but he has to do a show at the, uh, the Great Old Opry first. And I love, I love it's real quick, but right before he goes out on stage, like the stagehands walks up to him and he's like, Mr. Hoon, time to go on stage. And I was <laughs> like, ah, oh, there's like, I don't know, probably like 15 people that heard that that would think that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> you could really go places with that wonderful voice of yours. And believe me, I know my country singers. Oh, thank you. So you'll come play Sunday night? Yes. Oh, he'll be there Sunday. It would be a, a great honor. Who knows, if things go well Sunday night, you could come on the road with the great old Opry touring show. We play 30 cities in two months. Bye now. Touring city in two months? That's a different city every two days. Oh, this is the big time, Mr. H, the big time. <laughs> Bye now. They're so excited about the grand, <laughs> the great old Opry. Gerald's like counting money, but Mr. Wynn's not excited at all. He's getting more and more depressed as the episode goes on. He knows that like this is not what he wants to do. He just wants to be singing in the shower and like seeing his friends and go to work. Mm -hmm. Before I begin, I have something to say. It is honored to be here. So 10% of 5,200. I love country music. I love writing songs, but I am a simple man. I have a job in a restaurant, and I like it. In fact, someday, I hope to be a great chef. I don't want to be famous. Uh, Gerald? Not now, man. I'm trying to figure out how much money we're going to make. This is my first time singing at the Opry. Gerald! What? It will also be my last time. So now, I will sing my song on stage for the last time. You can offer me diamond-plated pearl You can send me all the riches in the world You can tempt me with the palaces of kings I'd give them back in a big old sack and keep the simple things I've got the simple things I've got the rain and spring Got spicy chicken wings and french fried onion rings you can line me up a mile of limousines For me it don't add up to a hill of beans I got no hankering for grabbing your brass ring It's crystal clear I'll stay right here and keep the simple things I've got the summer breeze Got 16 cans of peas A two-speed window fan When it's 93 degrees so forgive me for not grabbing your brass ring It's crystal clear I'll stay right here and keep the simple thing It's crystal clear I'll stay right here and keep the simple thing Chef kiss <laughs> Yes you got to admit even if you don't like country music that's a great song Wow just amazing I, yeah, very, very powerful stuff for the episode, I got to say. It so wasn't wasn't what I expected or what people would expect from a children's cartoon, but they really do deliver. Yeah, and it's the wildest scene because it starts at the Great Old Opry with him singing the song. And then by the end of it, he's singing the song on Arnold's roof um, with Arnold you know, just watching him from the top of his bedroom window. And it's so sweet. And so it's, they don't have to spoon feed you everything 
you know, the, the moral of the story, everybody's happy, it's the episode's over, you don't need all this exposition. It's beautifully done, like so, so classy, so nice, so smooth, so seamless, perfect Hey Arnold episode. Yes, yes, I've seen it hundreds of times, definitely nice. sang that song drunk quite a few times, so <laughs> I would, then maybe that'll be a uh, another podcast later down the road when my cup isn't just full of water. Yes. All right. You got your trivia. I got some questions. So you go first. Perfect. Okay. So I have Craig Bartlett's brother-in-law was the creator of The Simpsons. Yes. What? Yes. He, yeah. Matt Groening. He mar- Craig Bartlett married Lisa Groening, the girl that Lisa Simpson was based off of. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So they actually, I believe they actually met while they were working on Pee-wee's Playhouse together, and oh, once, okay. once uh, the Hey Arnold got greenlit as a cart or as a show, um, he asked Matt Groening like his advice, and what he told him was make sure all of your characters are recognizable by their silhouettes. So like especially if you look at like The Simpsons or any of like the Hey Arnold characters, like you can definitely tell who it is. You know, whether it's the football wow, head or the tall really pointy head. That's good advice. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I read that. I think it was a Rolling Stone interview, but. I've never thought about that before, but that's fucking genius. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's There's a lot of random people... knowledge up in this dome up here. And maybe it's why Recess didn't do so well in shows like that, where it's like every character is just kind of a version of the next character like rocket power right 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 you see oblina from all real monsters and like Mm -hmm. people even who don't like nickelodeon or you know remember 90s tv that much if you show them all real monster something from that they're like you can see people have been remembering it like they're like oh like it jogs their memory it's it's such a unique shape Mm -hmm. really interesting yeah move it football head (laughs) yeah exactly right (laughs) it's wild okay what's your question uh i got two of them so do we want to uh space them out or you want me to just go first one first okay do you remember when hey arnold was around in the beginning and there were like the two camps of people and there were people that were that thought arnold was wearing a skirt and people that knew he wasn't which side were you on Okay, so until like three days ago, I thought he was wearing a skirt. But also, get out! Of, get no, the fuck out of here! I Come knew, on, Kathy. Also, I knew that that wasn't the case. Like I've been told, and I've seen the videos, and I've known, but it's like my brain just keeps making it, like flipping it back, you know? Um, like, did you ever watch Mystery Science Theater three thousand when you were a kid? Yes. Did you ever stare at the screen and like the little robot dude's head, it would look one way, but then if you stared long enough, it would flip and look, it was Mm -hmm. coming from the other perspective. That's kind of how Arnold's skirt is for me. I (laughs) Like it, it blows my mind that they actually had to, I believe it was in like season four or maybe it was even one of the later movies. Like they had him like specifically lift up his shirt to show that he had a button down under it. It makes Mostly. sense. What, like once you realize, well, yeah, because it, like, it matches duh. the collar. Yeah, I know, but like I don't know. To a little kid, I guess it looks like a skirt. I don't know. It's a weird mind trick thing. Really weird. <laughs> I'm not the only one, obviously, but I just love how he's such a reluctant hero. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I guess as the as the Nicktoons went on after that, like a lot of them tended to, you know, there were definitely still like little kid ones, but then there were definitely ones for like the the teens. So like, I think uh, I think it was a nice uh, uh, litmus test, I believe is the word, where they sort of test the water, see how uh, see how it goes with people, and you know throw it against the wall, see what sticks. And since it did, I think they, I think it definitely changed the way a lot of cartoons on Nickelodeon were done. Cause I think yeah. it branched them out into a little bit older of an audience or kept the audience that was getting older. Right. And what year it premiered in 96, 96, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe it was number five in the trail of Nicktoons. So and I think it had 100 episodes and one movie. I, I I wanted to ask you about the movie, but I don't want to open like a whole can of worms if you're not prepared for it. Like, I'll see cover, what I could do. But there were there were the two movie. movies. There was. There That's two. what I thought. Thank you. What the fuck? Y'all... Yeah, because there was one. There was one that was in maybe the late 90s, I believe, like when it was still on TV. And then there was the one that was like two years ago. Right. Because it was supposed to be three episodes and they made it into mm-hmm. a movie instead. Okay. Yeah. I guess I just don't remember those that well. But I remember the Jungle movie because I've seen it. My kids love it. And I don't understand. I'm just like, I like Hey Arnold and I don't like this. And they love it. It's really hmm. weird. Yeah, I I don't know what to tell you. I liked it. Uh, you liked it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, as somebody who's watched all 100 episodes before, it was kind of nice to see the uh the Helga Arnold thing finally uh yeah. Finally yeah. happen. It's been 3 years. I don't have to say spoiler alert. That would be a good one to do then. We could do that movie. Okay. Among something fun. else. I think uh yeah, I'll let you pick the next one. Did you know that there was an 8 minute Hey Arnold that they would play? in movie theaters before Harriet the Spy? I did. I did know that. I I do remember that now that you say it. I do remember that. Um, I was wondering that if that was would. like the teaser. Um, that would be a good movie to do, a movie to review, because I haven't seen that one in forever. And Love Michelle movie. Trachtenberg was definitely my first celebrity crush. So <laughs> yes. I saw that movie several times. Yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg's amazing. That movie's amazing. A lot. We got a little Pigeon Man crossover. <laughs> that movie That's a bizarre episode. That one, like, I don't know. I thought like maybe as I got older, it would make more sense, but it just seems to get crazier and crazier as every time <laughs> yeah. I watch it. Yeah, definitely. Right. Like, well, yeah, I never saw Harriet the Spy in the movie theater though, so I don't. I don't remember that at all. I would love to see that short. Okay. Okay. I'll say I haven't seen Harriet the Spy in probably 20 years, so that would be a good one really? to look back on, like, oh, and it's got from what I remember. Dollar. And tomato sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. The three different voice actors, but you said four, actually, so. I yes, because there was a fourth guy came for the Jungle movie. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Wow, they... What talented voice actors? I mean, I can't tell the difference between any of their voices. Can you, though? I, I definitely can. Um, like, I can definitely tell. If you're fir- blindfolded in a room and somebody puts on a Hey Arnold DVD, like, you would know which Arnold it is by the sound of the voice. 
I I could tell you if it wasn't. I'm trying to remember the first one's name. It was something Torin. I can definitely tell if it's him because he mm-hmm. was in the first two seasons, or if it's somebody else. Don't you think it's bizarre that like one of the most important key elements to Hey Arnold is Arnold's voice. It's so soothing and so like hypnotic and empathetic, and it, to be able to have four different voice actors that can pull that off and not like disturb the vibe throughout yeah. the course of the show. That's insane. What? Yeah. Cause remember everybody went to ABC when they did Doug, except for Billy West. So it was like everybody, okay. but Doug got replaced and it was so difficult to watch. Cause it just wasn't the same guy. I don't I know liked, if you remember that, but I liked the new Doug. Everybody hated Doug on Disney. I love Doug on Disney. All and right. Roger All right. became a little nicer too in those episodes. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Disney. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was disney I loved it. And I love Doug's first movie. Are you kidding me? If we didn't have Doug's first movie, I wouldn't have a keychain with Doug on it right now. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's the Actually, lady that does Patty Manet's voice is also in that Orange is the New Black. And she, oh. like, I don't know if you've seen that. She plays the yoga instructor. Oh, okay. And she says like a lot of really messed up things in that show. And so there's, there's a video out there somewhere. You may have to deep dive for it, but it's got clips of like, where you can see Patty mayonnaise only. It's like the real messed up things that the yoga is saying. Oh yeah. That's definitely worth deep, deep diving for. So that's great. Whenever I got that keychain, it was, I was going to see Joey up at his toy store over in Tampa at the, or whatever, Oldsmar at the flea market. At the flea market? And, okay. Yeah. And some guy, I had a Doug keychain and I walked up to him and I was trying to like be cool, you know? Like, okay. It's probably, he's probably going to say like a hundred dollars. So I'm just going to pretend like I don't care that much about it, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, like how much for this, this thing, this keychain, this old thing. And he's like, oh, I don't know, two bucks, you guys. I bought I gave him five dollars and he tried to give me change and I was like no sir like you keep the change thank you I have a uh, I have an aggro crag and a filbert hand sanitizer on my uh, on my key ring right now so exactly see yeah yeah and I looked it up and they're you can actually find them on eBay but they were released I think through McDonald's Donald's during like a promotion for Doug's first movie and there's a Roger Klotz one I really want the one that I have is um Doug and he's holding flowers behind his back and there's a button and when you press it he like says nice things to Patty but um the batteries have been dead for a long time so I don't know (laughs) what he says okay I need to fix the batteries and find out that'd be cool that would be cool. Yeah, I had a I had a kick-ass Roger Rabbit keychain like that when I was growing oh, up. Probably dope. till probably till God, I don't know, like senior year of college type deal. Oh man. So yeah, it was like 20, 25 years old or something ridiculous like that. And like, oh, the paint all looked like crap and everything like that. And so I went on eBay to like try and find a new one. And I was like, come on, like this has got to be worth something. Check it out. And it was like three bucks for a brand new one. I was like, oh, oh, 
that's kind of disappointing, I guess. Right? I don't like, know. To me, it's like the most valuable thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's like my brother gave this to me because, you know, yeah. I was nice to him that day or whatever. So this is like an heirloom. Like, fun fact, Roger Rabbit was my favorite movie as a child. <laughs> I still love that movie. Maybe that's what we should do next time. Yeah, that would actually be a great one to do. Um, I, I've seen that movie a thousand times. It was one of the only movies I had on VHS when I was like four or five years old and really should not have been watching it. And my mom would work and my grandparents watched me and they were like, oh, it's a cartoon movie. Let her watch it. So it was awesome. <laughs> watch the shit out of that movie. Yeah, let me see. Mr. Green, the butcher. Oh, oh. Yeah, I just want to mention this. I know it doesn't have anything to do with this episode, but um, Mr. Green from Hey Arnold is voiced, or not voiced, he's based on a character in a movie called Marty. And I don't, I know no one cares, but Marty is my all-time favorite old movie. Well, it's my number two all-time favorite old movie. <laughs> okay, I will, I will write that down to check it out. It is from 1955. And it says, this acclaimed romantic drama follows the life of Marty Politi, Ernest Borgnine, a stout bachelor butcher who lives with his mother, Esther, in the Bronx. Always unlucky in love, Marty reluctantly goes out to a ballroom one night and meets a nice teacher named Clara. Though Marty and Clara hit it off, his relatives discourage him from pursuing the relationship, and he must decide between his family's approval and a shot at finding romance. Oh my god, you guys, it's such a good movie. <laughs> Alrighty, I will check but that one out. Can you see the inspiration of the butcher from that character I just described, though? It sounds like it. It 1950s. sounds he sounds like a like a 1955, yeah, New Yorker. Such a good movie, you guys. All right, um, and then. I think that's all I had for trivia. Oh, here's a weird piece of trivia. So they did consider doing a spinoff of Hey Arnold um, that was going to air on Nick at night and it would be called Jackie's. Yes. Nickelodeon didn't want to pick it up. They felt like it was too adult. And then they pitched it to MTV and MTV turned it down because it was too much like Daria and they were writing Daria at the time. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I had always, I had heard that before, but I never saw like any sort of like concept art or any sort of like <laughs> pitch meeting art or anything like that. So I was never sure exactly how, whether that was like a true story, if that was, yeah. you know, one of those things you kind of got to take with a grain of salt. I know a lot of that IMDb trivia can be. Uh, That's true. Can, I mean, yeah. I saw it in someone's research video, so I'm not like sure if it's true, but um I think it could have potential as a really cool show. That would have been a really cool show. I, I could see it. I could see it. Helga was always a lot of fun. Helga was amazing. Just the whole dynamic with the parents. That could have been a really good adult show. But you don't think so? I, it could have been. It could have been. And I believe it was Helga's mom that also voices Lola Bunny in the Space Jam cartoons. Whoa. The one, okay. in, the one who's always full of smoothies and... Is sleepy? Yeah. <laughs> My last note. H-U-Y-N-H is Vietnamese spelt wrong. <laughs> okay, there you go. Mr. Awesome. Hoon. 
Okay. Hey, one more question for you. As the Nick box goes out, they always ask us, you know, like as the customers, what what do you think should be a theme for another Nick box? So I always suggest they should make like a music theme box. So going through all of the other Nickelodeon shows and all of the Nickelodeon bands, uh, what do you think should be in it? It would definitely have something from the dangerous music. I'm trying to think what, maybe like a little mini keychain of the old radio, the creepy old radio he finds. Okay. Okay. And so I got a, I got a couple ones in here. We'll okay. go through. What about a, what about the beats from Doug? Oh, definitely. I, I think they should have some sort of like music maker, like a, like a symbol of a trash can. I feel mm-hmm. like um, the beats on a t-shirt is what everybody wants and needs. That, yeah, I could get behind that. I yeah. could get behind that. Another one I got down is a Sweet Victory from SpongeBob. Ooh, good one. Yeah, I I think that needs to be a figurine if it's not yes. already. Because I don't think they've made it into like a Funko Pop yet or not. So okay. I think okay. Sweet Victory needs to be on that. I'm just going to name off some other bands. Uh, what about Stinky Weasel Teats from Ren and Stimpy? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That, okay, that's a Ren and Stimpy shirt I would wear. All right, all right. I think they should make like a, not like a beanie hat, but I'm trying to remember what they're called, where it's like the snow hats with the flaps on them. Oh, yeah. That that looks like the happy helmet. <gasps> um, Let's see. Then we also got uh, Dino Spumoni, also from Hey Arnold. Oh, yes. The the yes. Frank Sinatra guy. He could, we could work him in there. Um, uh, Rocco, I would like some Nancy Spumoni boots would be nice. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. And then there's always uh, Biz Marquis from Yo Gabba Gabba. But I feel oh. like that might be a tough one to get because then you'd have to get like his likeness and do all that. Same way with, uh, I think all that had like the greatest theme song, but I don't know how easy it'd be to get TLC merch into a Nickelodeon box. I know, right? I mean... At this point, I don't think anybody in TLC really cares. I think one of those girls like lit all of her boyfriend's shit on fire in a bathtub a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was the late 90s. He, uh, he was a receiver for the Falcons. A few years ago, I said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Evan's like, that was the late 90s. <laughs> yes. And she was drunk and threw his fancy shoes in the bathtub and lit his whole mansion on fire. Did you see that there's a new SpongeBob movie coming out this weekend? I did not. Is it a Nick movie or is it a... I don't know. I, my kids turned on the TV and I just saw a SpongeBob movie pop up. Let me see here. Oh, okay, because um, I know there's a new Rugrats that's supposed to be coming out. I know. Which I'm I'm not sure about. I'll give it a solid try. How... Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're rough. The new Are You Afraid of the Dark has been pretty good. So I had to know, stop watching can... it because I got so scared. <laughs> Oh, because I live alone, okay? I like I am scared of the dark. <laughs> it's scary. This new one is really scary. Like, <laughs> I mean, the last one was really scary. Did you like the last um, reboot? I did. I did. But I, I wouldn't say it was scary that it kept me up at night. <laughs> oh, my God. What is scarier <laughs> than, like, actual, like, your bed swallowing you? The darkness. Like, literal you turn off the lights you're gonna die that's fucking scary what i don't know (laughs) okay 
Um, I like to finish the episode by doing, oh, and I just wanted to say my piece about Rugrats from here because I'm not talking about it again after this. I can't give it a chance, even though it has all the original voice actors, because I don't like how it looks and it is fucking scary. Again, like I'm afraid of, are you afraid of the dark? So <laughs> that Rugrats is terrifying and I cannot watch that. So um it shall never be spoken of on this podcast again until the next time I bring it up. Um, okay, I like to do a round of just like to recommend something like a movie, a show, podcast, a book. Let's see. This really doesn't fit the theme. I have gotten neck deep in the original MacGyver show. Ooh. Which, yeah, I didn't even realize. Like, I just happened to see MacGyver was on, I think it's CBS All Access or something like that. Okay. Um, and so, like, I didn't even realize there was a MacGyver reboot, like, which is like five seasons into it. So I was like, uh, no, not not going to do that. Um, but so I started watching the original MacGyver and it's, I remember it being like really good and like really smart when I was when I was watching it, you know, in like the nineties, but it's very, very cheesy. Really? Like, yeah. It is definitely not at all. Like I remember it being, <laughs> and it's like, it's like bad puns and bad jokes and him just saying like, like he'll tie someone up and then they'll, they'll be like, Oh, they're tied up right now. And it's like, Oh really? Come <gasps> on, man. This, I'm like, going to love this. I'm so glad you told me about this. this like it's, my it's, entertaining. it's just not at all what I remember it being. Yeah. I feel that like I've, I went back and watched charmed thinking that it was going to be like life-changing and I get to like episode three and Dwight is one of the demons Dwight from the office. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I can no longer take this witch show seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what makes it unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> okay. So that'll be your recommendation. Um, I guess mine will be Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast. I'm going to select actually a more specific episode because um, when I get super, super stressed out, I like to go binge their episodes. And also, I, I know this sounds like an insult, but it's not meant to be an insult, but every night at bed, I put one of their episodes on to go to sleep. This week, I've been listening to, let me find it, it's episode, episode 157, 15, True Friends. On the 157th episode of Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, Andrew, Joey, and Chris discussed the first season episode of 15, True Friends. So, you know, it's a good episode. That's all. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of your Hey Arnold wisdom. You're amazing. Yes, there's a whole lot of useless knowledge up in this dome of mine. So when it comes to these sort of podcasts, uh, if you uh, have a good idea or if I come up with a good idea, I'll let you know. And we should we should definitely do this again. Yes, I want to do Harriet the Spy now that you've got me thinking about that. And I think it would be super fun to do another Hair Arnold episode or the movie eventually. Perfect. Well, the only four things in life that make it worth living. Guitars are tuned, good and firm, feeling women. I don't need my name in the marquee lights. Because I got my song and I got you with me tonight. Maybe it's time we got down to some basics in love.
Let's go to Lugendorf, Texas, Waylon and Willie and the boys. This successful life we're living's got us feeling like the Hatfields and the Ford. Between Hank Williams playing songs, Dewberry's train songs, Blue Eyes crying in the rain. Out of Lugendorf, Texas, ain't nobody feeling no pain. Diamond ring, buy some boots and faded jeans and go away. This golden tie's killing me, and in your high society you cry all day. We've been so busy keeping up with the joke. Four car garage and we're still building on. Maybe it's time we got back to the basics and love. Success.